Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Fred, Steve now, Steve Jordahl. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. I have a question, Steve. Yes, sir. Fred, you can chime in here, too, if you want to. Mm-hmm. So I just went out there to the uh, coffee machine, you know. Did you get your popcorn? I got my pie. I already ate that. Oh, okay. So I decided, you know, I got a couple of minutes. I'm going to slip on the scale here. Oh, good for you. Give myself a midsummer weigh-in. <laughs> what class uh, are you fighting now? Kind of like a fish. Middleweights? <laughs> huh? Is it middleweights? So I, I, well, I've gained four. I know nobody cares about this but me, but I've gained four or five pounds in, this summer. And which begs the... The question, which is a mystery of life, really, why is it so hard to lose weight but yet so easy to gain it? Fred, you want to? Because it's fun to gain and it's miserable to lose. <laughs> Fred, you just. <laughs> why is it? You, that, that was, uh, you just concisely <laughs> bingo. I love my hamburgers huh? and my hot dogs. I hate huh? going for a jog. <laughs> <laughs> what well, say? Oh, man. All right. Push back on the sweet tea and biscuits, I guess. That's I wanna... right. Now, you can blame the uh, some of the weather because when it was rainy, you couldn't get it on the golf course. Okay. Now so it's blame... so hot. Okay, this is good. I like blaming other people for my weight gain. Yeah, you're actually blaming God. <laughs> you're actually blaming God, rain and hot weather. <laughs> well, I don't know if I want to blame God or not. I don't need any lightning strikes. <laughs> God says something in the Bible about taking personal responsibility for your actions. That's I think right. it's in there, Fred. So I don't want to blame God for it. But, um, but all right, Steve, what do you got for us this infrastructure. morning? Infrastructure. I know you guys were talking about this. As we need the, some more, uh, though. Well, we need I some just, more infrastructure talk. I'll just tell you that okay. the Senate passed the infrastructure bill about 15 minutes ago. Okay. The vote was 69 to 30. Uh, it, so 19 or 20 Republicans, depending on if the missing senators, which party they're at, voted for mm. this infrastructure bill. And then they turned around and immediately began voting on starting debate on this $3.7 trillion monstrosity. 3.5, yeah. 3.5, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Congress is spending uh, your money. Yeah. No, they're borrowing. Actually, yeah. They're borrowing our future. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one. So <clears throat> let me let me understand here. They they passed a one trillion dollar. Is it more than that? One point two. One point two. Yeah. Infrastructure bill. Yes. Okay. Mark my words as a prophet. We'll be back here in ten years, and they're going to be saying we need two trillion dollars for infrastructure. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. It depends if Republicans or Democrats. Saying, we did, as I said earlier yeah. in the program, we did this ten years ago with Obama. They passed a nearly trillion dollar infrastructure bill, shovel ready. Uh, yeah. Does anybody know what was done with that money? Okay. So we passed a trillion-dollar infrastructure package. Now they're getting ready. Democrats are getting ready now to try to pass, although there's no guarantee they'll be able to, a a uh, three 
3.5 trillion dollar what do they call this thing well it's they call it human infrastructure this is infrastructure oh. infrastructure now they're calling this the, their euphemism is human infrastructure the difference between the two is it took 60 votes to pass the one that passed today and they got 69 and it will only take 50 votes plus uh vice president harris uh to pass I don't the, think they're going to get 51 that. 51 votes. And they they, might are not. they going to get Manchin and Cinema? No, I, no, they're not on board yet, and so they might not. But they're going to begin debate, and you can bet that the pressure is going to be on. Now, we should add that this bill passed in the Senate this morning now flips over to the House. Now, Nancy Pelosi, House Speaker, has said, I'm not going to deal with the individual bills. We want them linked before we're going so to vote so, on something it. near a $5 trillion spending yes. bill. Uh, she's almost adamant on that. Listen, problem. I am no economist. I don't even do the book work at our house. Huh? <laughs> okay, so I am unqualified to, to uh, talk about this, but because uh -huh. we have a talk radio program here, I'm going to anyway. Uh, I, I think I'm only going to say what we all know. <clears throat> we're at, we're go, we're about to go over thirty trillion dollars in debt easily, probably more than that, yep. up to thirty three something like that trillion dollars in debt. Uh, <clears throat> there's no appetite in our country to reel back spending to match with uh, income That's on right. a federal level. That's right. Republicans, Democrats, even we, the American people, uh, we don't, we don't want to hear that we're going to have to cut back on the sweet tea and biscuits. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So one day we're going to wake up, and I'm not saying it's imminent, but probably in the next ten, ten years or so, we're going to wake up and the world's going to have changed overnight mm -hmm. by that i mean the united states federal government is going to run out of its ability to borrow money yep and when that happens and the and the dollar is no longer the uh world's reserve currency mm -hmm. although i don't know what would replace it uh, maybe some world currency huh Maybe we're headed toward <clears throat> Bible prophecy fulfillment here. Okay. Yes. I'm just speculating here. I'm not saying that's what the Bible, I, I am saying the Bible teaches a one world government. Yes. That's, but when that will happen, who knows? And how that will come, come about, who, who knows? And maybe, I, I would say what I just described as eschatology, that is uh, Bible prophecy, what I described was uh, the Bible. Most most all Christians agree with that. There are some maybe who would differ with me on that. We still can be, we're still brothers in Christ, but we mm -hmm. they may want to have a discussion about what this verse means or what that verse means. Verse means. But I'm just saying, put Bible prop even put Bible prophecy aside. <clears throat> Unless the United States of America has an infinite amount of money it can borrow, which. Uh, we're we're going to test that. <laughs> yep. We're going to test that 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 uh, idea, that theory. Then at some point in the, probably the next ten years, I said we're going to wake up 
and the world's going to have changed. When the United States federal government can't borrow trillions of dollars any longer, then what? They print it. And they okay, the inflation. Then, well, then your then your money becomes worthless. That's it right. does. Do you remember those pictures of the Germans? Yes. Mm-hmm. Was it after World War One? Yes. Uh, where they they got cash loaded in wheelbarrows so they can go buy a loaf of bread. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, you see what's happened in Venezuela. Same kind of things. And some other and and some other places. So I I guess I'm just saying. At some, if if we the people and our politicians in Washington don't, as they're only going to respond to the people, uh, the the politicians are in Washington, Republican or Democrat, they're only going to respond to the people. And if the people have no appetite for balancing the budget, so to speak, then they're not going to, because let me finish this up. These guys and ladies, most of them are in their sixties. Or above, who are in the, at least in the Senate, right? Who just passed this infrastructure bill? Yeah. All right. What I'm about to say sounds is again cynical, but still, it's in our. It's my opinion. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They're not going to be around in the Senate for but a few more years. There, most of these guys and ladies are not going to live or at least be in their position of power in D.C. or live to see the uh, consequences of their actions on on spending us into oblivion because they're not going to be around when oblivion comes. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So what do they care? Mm-hmm. Why, why do they want to say? Now, a lot of them are responsible, and they do care, and they do forward think, and they, but a lot of them, Republican or Democrat, they're voting for the minute, and and they're voting for maybe what, what the bacon they think this may bring back to their state, and and there's nothing wrong with bringing bacon back to your state necessarily. Especially California. Yeah, uh, yes, you're from a good point, Steve. <laughs> uh, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that because all states do it, and our federal government does dispense money for 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 many worthwhile things. So there's nothing inherently wrong with federal government spending money or sending it back to the states. I'm just saying that I think, uh, <laughs> I think sometime in the next 10 years, we're going to find out what it looks like to go busted. Yeah. But I, al- it, I also think there's another agenda it's not gonna here be pretty. and it's, and it's a, it's a worldview. It's an ideology. If you look at the ingredients of the 3.5 trillion, that Joe Biden and the Democrats would like to shove through. Uh, we're talking about universal daycare. In other words, the federal, right, right, federal government right, paying for right. your daycare. We're talking about the federal government paying for your first two years of community college. Yeah. All right. This is Bernie Sanders' wish list. Yes. This three point something trillion dollars that we're about to be discussing. Yes. In the public and in DC. Yes. This is the Bernie Sanders bill. Yes. Okay. It he is might a, as well have been elected president. It is about making the population almost totally dependent yes. on the federal government yes. for you to exist. Yes. And it, that is the recipe for socialism. Here's the wild card. And then uh, then that socialism is on the road to communism. Correct. Go ahead. Here's the wild card that we need to be watching for. 
Right now, the U.S. currency is the world currency. Everybody pays in dollars. China is on the ascendancy. One of the things that they would like to make is the yen, or whatever the name of their currency is, the world currency. If that were to happen, and people were trading in Chinese currency and not in U.S. currency, it's going to happen really quick. We will become, it, it'll be untenable. Because right now, if the dollar goes out you know, to, to nothing, everybody in the world's value goes to nothing yes. because they trade in dollars. Yes. So there's, inf- there's a you will talk to about pop a, it up. Well, then you talk about a great reset. Exactly. Well, and maybe that's what they but, want, but also but. that makes you... There's so many so many ramifications to to what I've just described, which as I said, maybe we can borrow uh, two hundred trillion dollars. I don't know. Who knows where the limit is exactly? I'm just saying my my we've gone from what seven eight trillion in the last fifteen years to what thirty going about to go over thirty trillion. So as uh, as I said, there's there's some number out there that we're going to reach to where we can't borrow any more money seems to me unless we can defy the laws of economics entirely it does help that you got your own printing machines and that you can you got the federal reserve uh basically and you've got the dollars the world's uh, currency what do you call it uh, something currency world's currency mm-hmm. not the world's currency you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. what is the dollar world's reserve currency okay that's what i'm saying but you know um, what, what happens then because America, we don't make a lot of stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. used to be a manufacturing country, a producing country. Now there's still a lot of that around, but we, we we're the number one customer of China. Mm-hmm. We've become more of a service oriented country and they're, they're the, manufacturing company they're the producing company they you know they make stuff and we buy their stuff which is another element of this infrastructure bill that joe biden and the democrats want he calls it uh i I make america his make america campaign making made in america better yeah build back better made in america but there are provisions inside that 2700 page bill that the senate just passed that says well, if it's too expensive, if it's made in America, you can buy offshore. If the quality you don't like, then you can buy offshore. Mm-hmm. You see, this this is what happens when you have 2,700-page bills. There's a whole yeah. pile of stuff buried in there that they never talk about to the American people. Yeah. It's scandalous. Uh, by the way, there's breaking news. Uh, Andrew Cuomo? Has resigned. Okay. In 14 That's, days, he will resign. He's still not admitting any guilt, and he says he's doing it for his daughters. The governor of New York. The governor of New York. Yep. He's doing it for his daughters. That's what he said. Doesn't no, want to put no, them he, through the... No, he's doing it because he's about to be impeached. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> huh? That's right. Uh, okay. So uh, there'll be a new governor in the state of of New York. The Cuomo, you know, his daddy was the governor. Yep. Well, there we go. Sorry about that. Steve's wife's calling. Bring home, a no. loaf of, bring home a loaf of bread. She said this would happen. Okay, so this is what... You have to get out your key to stop your phone from ringing? Yeah. So I lose my phone. I lose it? my keys. I lose my glasses a lot. So I, I just... I had to get one of these trackers that you can attach to your phone or attach to your keys that will ring and tell you where it is. 
so I don't go looking. I spent half my life looking for things. So I got this. You're, you're not supposed to admit that out in public, Steve. <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure anyway. I'm not alone. Okay. I'm sure I'm not alone. Okay. But I got this, and what it requires you to do is to press press the button on this little tab on my keys twice, and it'll set off my phone so I can go know where it is, and it's in my pocket. <laughs> Only thing I admit, looking, spend my half looking for something is golf. Yeah, well. <laughs> I spend half my time looking for my ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, no, what is so? What is that gadget you got? So, so on, on your phone, you you uh, no, you can press your key to get your phone to ring. I can press my key. Oh, to okay. Get my phone to so ring. if you lose your phone, right. you, or uh, uh. I can look on my phone and it'll GPS or coordinate me within five or ten feet of where my keys are. Okay. And then also my glasses. I also have something where it'll do the same thing. Um, no, Have actually, you, it'll. Yeah, yeah. It'll sound the alarm for the for the keys, but it will locate my glasses within five feet. What, what if, if you, you for, what if you forget where you are? Well, then <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You confused me there. Your, I'll ask your, first lady. Your, your glasses are connected to this device yeah. too. Because I, I I'm talking about your eyeglasses. Yeah, I always I then I set those things. I'm doing something. I oh, I, I know, I've done that before. No, I've done that before. Myself. No idea where they are. Have you ever looked for your eyeglasses and they're on your? Head. I've yeah. done that. Have you ever done that before? I've done that. Huh? <laughs> That's a bizarre feeling. Yeah. Huh? Uh, okay, Steve, next story. I want to get to this. This uh, We talked yesterday about the Chicago police officer, Ella French, who was shot and killed during a traffic stop. Uh, she had been over on the, the weekend. Over right? the weekend, a Saturday. She had been on the force for three-some years. Um. There's, they released some radio traffic uh, of the cops on the, on the police band, radio band, of the call, the officer down call and everything. I want you to listen to this. You're going to hear a very distressed voice. It is one of the two of those officers, either the one that passed away or the one that's fighting for his life in the hospital. And then you're going to hear a, um, a guy from the uh, law enforcement news network. His name is Randy... Um, Sutton, and he is going to talk about the how they possibly do that, keep working under that. I mean, what the the point of this is? These guys are shot, and they're still describing suspects. They're still telling them where to go. Listen, listen to this. This is uh, this is cut ten. Ten. Hello. Officer down. Officer down. I got an officer down. Officer down. Shots fired at the police. Give me some units. Wearing all black. Okay, I got a. All black. Give me two ambulances. Two ambulances needed for two officers down. It demonstrates the professionalism of these officers. This is called the warrior spirit. Being able to have the presence of mind when you yourself have been injured, sometimes grievously, sometimes mortally. That, that was, by the way, that was in Chicago. Yes. Yes. Uh, the lady police officer died. Yes. Um, the There's a lot of anger. On the part of the uh, Chicago Police Department, absolutely at the mayor. Mm-hmm. Yes, because the mayor has been anti-cop, anti-police. Yes, in much of her rhetoric yep. in her two years in office, and so much so that when she came to the was it the hospital? The yes. hospital. Yes. Okay, she came to the hospital to find out about the situation with the second police officer mm-hmm. who was injured. Of course, the first one, I guess she was taken to the hospital. She was too, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. She, but she died. What did they? What did the police officers who were at the hospital do? She walks in, 
the bear. They turn their backs on her. They stand with their backs. It was like what Gwen Berry did to the American flag. They did to the, the mayor of Chicago. They are so upset with her. They turned their backs just to show a sign of disrespect. And the father of the police officer who is still clinging to life looked at that mayor and said, you have blood on your hands. And the reason he said that is that because that mayor has been promoting the defunding of that police department. Yeah. And she had the audacity to show up there for political reasons to show some kind of compassion for a police force that she wants to defund. Yeah. Well, um, the big cities in our country are going to continue to get more violent, I'm afraid, and <clears throat> more dangerous. No, they're going to. Yeah. Oh. You, you can't, you can't uh, defund the police, demoralize the police, attack the police uh, without losing a lot of members of your force. They are going there. Who fleeing. can either retire, they either retire or they move on to a, a better community that's more supportive of the police where they can find work. But, uh, so that's going to, you couple that with the, just the dangerous, uh, you know, big cities anyway, because yeah. of so many gangs and troubled neighborhoods and you, and then you take away the police. It's going to be the wild, wild west. So I, I wouldn't go. Would you go into downtown big city? Not not New York. I mean, we're seeing videos almost every day from some of these major cities, Seattle, New York, of some guy coming along and, and taking down a guy, kicking him in the head, kicking him unconscious. New York, you're on your own. It's Atlanta, is, too, Chicago, too. And broad, broad daylight. Broad daylight yeah. these attacks are occurring. Yeah. In Seattle, they, they attacked the Christian group. We talked about that yesterday. The police refused to intervene. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Um, we just have a couple seconds to go. I want to let you know, we, we talked about this woman. Her name is Tamira Mensa Stock, and she won the gold medal in Olympic for wrestling. And she said that she loves representing the U.S. She freaking loves living here, if I could pardon the, the word. Um, but the U.S. Olympic Committee has decided to award some money for a gold medal. She got about $37,000 and change for her gold medal. She's decided to buy her mom a food truck with that because her mom's always wanted it, and she's, she's uh, good. Her mom's a widow. Yes, she said she, she loved America, and yeah. mm -hmm. it was refreshing to hear that. Yeah, from, it was. From her. And the vast majority of the U U.S. athletes – have have been proud that they, they are yeah. representing this country, and kudos to those athletes. Uh, America won the most medals again this year, this time around. They beat China by one, right? By one in in gold, I think. Overall, it was more than that. Yeah, yep. You know, uh, did you see also where the subway subway uh, sandwich restaurant yeah. chain, their franchise owners want to yeah. get rid of. Megan Rapino. She's the uh, U.S. soccer captain yeah. who's who's the kneeler. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about that tomorrow if you want. She kneels for the national anthem. And all the U.S. women's participants in the soccer team, they, they were the only ones of our delegation who did this. They knelt. Mm -hmm. And now a lot of the franchise owners of Subway don't want her being the spokesperson. 
for their uh, for their corporation. We might talk about that more. Yeah. Tomorrow. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. And my thanks to Steve and Fred and Chris and Brent. And we shall see you back tomorrow. Have a great day.